Where where are your topics tonight, uh, Frederick? Didn't you do any show prep? Mm. <laughs> That's short for no. Sorry, mate. What happened? I was in the basement with the guy from the gas company. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that's that's the sound of Frederick's neighbor's head exploding <laughs> with that. Get the whole kit, man. <laughs> no, no, the first two years you only get a snare drum. You don't get the full kit until you're in fifth grade. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but, hmm. So yeah, I had a gas leak. That was exciting, right? Recently? Today? Yeah. Yeah, it took up more than half of my day. Boy, I had a gas leak. Oh, never. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and those will become more frequent as you as you age further. <laughs> but yeah, it was outside, so nothing blew up, and you know. Well, it turns out the one guy, like, I knew my dad from a suburban aluminum, and then we ended up talking about guitars the whole time, and then we, we had to turn the pilot on, because it was really exciting shit. If Cormod was here, we would be fighting about this right now. So I guess Cormod's not here. If this was seven second delay, it would be a boiler story. <laughs> Oh, man, that was um, I think I, I, Yeah, oh man, that was that was just a classic prank. They uh they they basically cuz Andy never reads the uh, emails that uh Ken sends out to all the listeners. Ken coordinated so that that everyone would call in about 20 minutes during the show and claim that they just heard that uh, Don McLean died in a balloon accident, and they provided <laughs> and everything, and just and, Andy Andy fell for it. Took line to sing. Well, well, you know the story of why Don McLean hates him, right? same story uh, you're about to tell. Oh, well, hopefully yours is better. But Andy opened for him once, and his opening song was American Pie. He thought it would be hilarious. Don McLean did not think it was hilarious in the least. And to this day, there's, you know, an enmity between the two of them. Wasn't a very good story, but but it was scary nonetheless. Oh oh oh, a doofus? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a qualifier before doofus too, which which made it even funnier. But I'm gonna Google Andy Breckman doofus. See what comes up. <laughs> Breckman. Go ahead. Well, PC's not here. We need somebody to Google. Uh. Doofus. Oh no, yeah, no, I just, but he still seems to be what I thought he was, a doofus. A doofus is very high school, just like Andy. So let's all hope that cowardly little Andy Frank will save all his TV money, invest it in a good therapist, to help him get over the realization that 
Even when people admire his talent, they will secretly think he's such a doofus. Sincerely, Tom McQueen. I thought it's like a wholesale doofus, or I don't know, something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's on the it's on the uh, WFMU website. Hey, even jokes just need money. <laughs> Brian, you dropped the good ones. I've had a really good day so far. I I I I, I, I um I was driving home from school in Buffalo and I saw a WFMU sticker on a car and it was parked. So I immediately pulled over, got out my notebook, and I just I just wrote a note that put them under their windshield wiper that just said, I noticed your WFMU bumper sticker. I just wanted to tell you that you are awesome. <laughs> oh, God. So hopefully I brightened someone's day. I hope I wasn't creepy or nothing. And as you drove away, they wrote down your license plate number, and uh, the New York State Police are looking for you at this very moment. Really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was worried they might think, oh, man, did I park like an asshole? Because usually you see those people. What is the problem with you here for when you see a WFMU bumper sticker on the road? I saw one yesterday myself. I think they'd be more common in New Jersey, but out here in Buffalo, that's like, I, I, for a while, the longest time, mine is the only one I've ever seen. So, yeah. I don't see them that often, to tell you the truth, you know? I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I've never put one on my car myself. <laughs> I thought it might uh, draw the wrong uh, kind of attention. <laughs> yeah, you'll have idiots waving at you like a maniac, and FMU listeners, they're probably bad drivers in shitty cars, so yeah. you know, the potential for your own demise is great. Yeah. Well, the one I saw yesterday was it was it was on a nice car. It wasn't too beaten up. My car is getting more, was more beaten up than it was. Yeah, mine too. Well, at least at least yours is a pre-cobalt, so it doesn't have the ignition switch that will kill you, right? Well, actually, I've been having ignition uh, an ignition it, issues lately with my car. Does it cut out on you while you're driving? Quite no, completely? it's just it's just very finicky to turn on, yeah. and I have to do like this. You know, if I just turn the key when it's in, it I, I can't turn it. I've got to do like a little push and then turn thing. Mm. And I guess I was I was well. What happened was it all started because my key's got like a little black rubber end to it. The, the, most car keys have that. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it started to fall off, and now it's completely off. So now it's just like a skinny metal key now. But uh, so now it's got like a different feel to it, you know. So I have to get used to the feel of the key when I'm putting, you know, turning it on, and sometimes I don't always have the right feel to it, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with the ignition, though. Well, that's good. Yeah. But you're a big enough guy, and it's a small car, so <clears throat> if you were driving down the highway and you lost all power, you could probably steer the thing and, you know, bring it to a halt. I don't know on 78, man. Yeah, that's right. 78 a hairy road. It's some crazy drive. I mean, you know, if you're doing the speed limit, yeah, I mean. Even in the right lane in New Jersey, if you're doing the speed limit, you're an impediment to traffic. Right, yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's true. No, it's, it's true. It's not, yeah. not a joke, Frederick. It's like, no. it's scary here. No. And the parkway, the turnpike. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty crazy here. 
I mean, you'll be doing 85 in the center lane, and somebody will fly by you. Mm. Like, whoa, how fast did he go? Oh, I, I, I thought you guys had police up in Jersey. I never see them on 78. Hmm. The troopers just do traffic, and they're on all those main roads. And basically, if you're from the area, you know where they are, you know. And uh, everybody has a radar detector, pretty much, uh, you know. And those are legal? Oh, yeah. Okay. What about putting tin foil in your hubcap? Okay. Uh, let's Go back to the 1950s with your car that has hubcaps on it um, <laughs> to start. I just I just went over 100. Yeah, I mean I had all those years when I was commuting. I wasn't driving. Now I'm driving, so I'm making up for lost time. Oh, you just broke it in. Is that the same vehicle you ran out of oil though? I ran out of gas one time. No, in Fredericksburg. Oh, or yeah, I didn't run out of oil. I burnt the oil. <laughs> yeah, well, that aged the engine. That's... Yeah, you're not going to see 190 on that one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, it wasn't like... I didn't, I didn't break down on the road, you know. It's I, a Chevy, so you were never going to see 190 anyway. No offense. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do if this thing uh, goes. I've got to make some quick... You trade it in while it looks like it's got low mileage. Actually, I mean the the speedometer is on the fritz. It, it's sort of it, it's in and out. Sometimes sometimes it looks sometimes it looks like I have 110,000. Sometimes it's 101,000. It sort of it blinks. And that that started when uh, you know some some guy ran me. You know all 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 the the dents in my car were from stationary position. People just ramming me on the streets of Bayonne. You know, and, and nobody, well, the, the guy who, who screwed up the speedometer did leave a note, and I almost lost it. Now, I, you know, I didn't notice. He, he ran the front of the car, and it sort of uh, folded the, the hood. But I, you know, I, I sort of didn't pick it up when I just jumped in my car to go to the dry cleaners, and uh, it's only around the block. And uh, there was a note stuck in with the windshield, and it could have just easily flown off. And, that would have been that, but I found it when I got out of the car. I think I told that story. That was the one where this guy left the number. I kept calling the number, and I'm not getting any response, and I'm getting pissed. You know, I'm leaving, you know, the messages are getting angrier and angrier as I go along, you know, leaving messages for this guy. And I almost lost it. And then finally uh, somebody answers the phone and says the guy's in the hospital. And so I had to wait it out for him to get out of the hospital. He wasn't uh, dire, so he did survive. Was he in the hospital from the accident with your car? No, no. He, you know, like I said, my car was parked at the time he hit it. He was uh, delivering something in a truck or something and backed into it. Yeah, my car's got a bunch of things in it. Well, sell it now, Mike. Is, I'm you gotta find some jackass high school kid. Yeah, you gotta find some stupid high school kid to buy it from you. I'm being facetious. I apologize. You can donate it to a radio station. They're happy to take anything. I went on a, a drive to nowhere a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine was turning 50, and he, you know, he lives in Brooklyn. They were gonna have a, a you know, do, you know, do something different. So, and a lot of his relatives are from Virginia. So, uh, like last weekend, which was a beautiful weekend, um, they rented these cabins in uh, Sea Isle, New Jersey. 
it's all the way down past Atlantic City. It's a long drive. And the only spare time I have to myself is on Friday nights now. And so I figured, oh, after work, I'll drive down there and see them Friday night and either come back that night or the next morning. I had to be at masses the next day. And um, I drive down there. It takes me like three hours to get down there. And I've never been to a camping resort before. Have you been to these places? Anybody? Uh, I mean, like a campground? Yeah. Basically, you know, yeah. you know, with mobile homes and stuff like that? Yeah, That kind yeah. of a thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of those just have homeless people in them now. But I guess well, Sea Isle is probably not that bad. Well, yeah, this one wasn't bad. And, and, and you know, I got to know the the guy. Well, what happened was I get down there about 9 o'clock, which is kind of late. And uh, their office was closed. I thought essentially what I would do is there'd be somebody in an office that I could ask what, what, where the campsite is, you know? And that would be that. But uh, it turned into this thing where the office was closed. They only have this old guy sitting in this box. He had no information. Well, on my side, I wasn't prepared. I, I didn't have my, 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 I had a cell phone that was dead. <laughs> and then I, I didn't have anybody's phone numbers. And then, the, well, even I checked the next day, even, all the phone numbers for these people I have are all expired. expired. I used to play softball with the, uh, this group, you know? Well, I mean, that's the thing with these cell phones. People don't keep their numbers very long, you know? Yes. And you got to always be updating people. And all I had were these old numbers that didn't work anyway. I, I, did, I did have a charger for my phone in my car, which is pretty sophisticated, I think. Oh, <laughs> Happy 2002, Mike. Yeah, with my lighter. I mean, do most cars still have lighters? Oh, mine does, but it's older than yours. But yeah. Okay. Because I thought that was a thing in the past. Now, curiously, a lot of them will have lighters, but they won't have ashtrays. You know, yeah. they have the lighter thing so that you can plug in your mobile device. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I ended up just driving around this campsite. It was big. I mean, there were like 500 lots in this place. Yeah, this was the first camping resort I've ever been to. So it was a new experience. And, and as it turned out, it was not a good one because I drove around for literally like a, a, an hour and a half. And people were out outside, you know, with fires and stuff. And I figured, you know, I'll just look for cars with New York plates and I'll be able to find them, you know. But... I mean, there were 500 lots, and it's just all these little windy little roads that you're going 10 miles an hour on. You don't even have room for two cars, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like small little paths. Everybody in the camping resort is, is driving around in golf carts. You know? Oh. So, yeah, I never found them. Where then I had to drive three more hours, so it was like seven and a half hours of driving around aimlessly. <laughs> Quite a night for myself that night. <laughs> only night off and got some shit fast food on the way home because I hadn't eaten all night. Yeah. What did you get? Oh, uh, you know, McDonald's. That's the only thing. Oh, I'll okay. Well, yeah. Well, seven and a half hours and the thing didn't make you sell it, I can't make a compelling argument to make you do so, I guess, because that's rough. Yeah. I'm not going to do another one of those Florida trips, though, Frederick, I'll tell you that <laughs> after the last one. Well, you don't have to do it in one day. 
and we get into a little bit of a boxing conversation. And then, uh, so then Monday, yesterday, she wants to know, oh, how'd, they, how'd it go, you know? And I was like, oh, it was good. You know? And I said, uh, are you familiar with the Howard Stern show? And she says, oh, my father, my husband's a big fan. And uh, I said, we had, well, Beetlejuice was there. And, oh, yes, my husband told me he was going to be there. And I was like, what? That was a weird thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they put Beetlejuice to work. He was actually behind the concession stand selling water and juice and stuff. Seems like a nice enough guy. Down to earth. He's, he's mellowed. I heard his latest interview on Stern, and he's mellowed out a lot. That's, yeah, I, I don't listen to Stern anymore, but my uh, my cousin was there with his wife, and they're, like, huge fans. My cousin's wife pretty much came just to see Beetlejuice, you know. <laughs> He's, uh, what is this condition called? Encephalop- Encephalic? Encephalic? The, the, the pinhead thing. Yeah, but I think, isn't it called encephalitis? Encephalitis? Hydroencephaly? Is that what it's called? There's a name. There's a technical term for it. I can't, I, yeah. So he's a pinhead? Yeah, and, and he's very small, you know? He's he's only like, I don't know, what is he, four feet tall? Yeah, he looks like a black zippy the pinhead, Frederick. Nolan's here, too. Nolan? Not Nolan. It's me. Hello, hi. Hey, you're unreliable. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're Nolan. That's enough of a burden for anyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah, you don't have to be. Sorry. Is that you on the swing set? Yeah, it's me having a really good time. Wow. And uh, that's the natural color of your hair? Yeah. You're not pulling a Todd Rundgren on us. No, I would never. <laughs> Lagunita is everywhere. In Chicago, Corey. What is that? The beer? Yeah. Oh, the little, the little Bay Area beer company that I, could. I kept seeing it everywhere in Chicago, and I told you I didn't know what you were talking about. Suddenly it's like, so I did didn't you, have one. How long did you spend in Chicago, Fredericks? About four days. Did you like it? Do you like it there? I made my boogers uh, very dark and dry, Ooh. so I don't think I can live there. Not as much blues as one might hope for, but it was good. Saw Pistol Pete. He was a wild man. Pistol Pete? Yeah. You can Google him. I'm doing just that right now. Yeah, I know. If PC Mike was here, he'd be... I am here. (laughs) But you already... I I thought I heard frantic typing earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I was, I was going to ask you if you saw some real Chicago blues, and you, I guess you did. Yes, but not until, like, the, the last night. But it was worth it. It was worth it. He was a good man, good player. He knew all the riffs, but he did forget a lot of the words towards the end, so I left. <laughs> but it was 1.30. That's not bad. Well, he started at 9.30, and... That's a good seven hours of blues. I walked in, I said, man, if you're starting like this, how are you going to end this show? But I did realize that he does repeat stuff after a while. Here's my question. Was Pistol Pete's backup band young guys or old guys? Oh, um, by young, do you mean my age or your age? I mean, like, uh, 
you know, like not gray haired. No, nope, uh, no, no gray hair on the rhythm section. Interesting. And they were white. Was it a power trio? Uh, mostly, except for the doorman also played saxophone. And he had gray hair, but he was black. And then a fat white guy got up and played another saxophone. <laughs> while they were in the band playing a sax solo simultaneously. Well, that's what having the blues all is all about. You got to work your shitty job and then go yes. play the blues. Yes. And play the blues while you're working your shitty job. Which then makes it not a very shitty job. A good job. <laughs> This is amazing and everything, but I, I want to hear more about Beetlejuice. Uh, me too. <laughs> PC, could you help yeah. us out here with Beetlejuice? I, I don't know anything about him. Good. Mike, 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 was his handlers like around him at all times? It seems oh. like he disappeared. All right. I'm surprised that they let Beetlejuice sell things because I thought that he was very, very feeble-minded um, um it has, like, big problems with numbers and stuff. Oh. But, yeah, no. Because he is, he is mentally handicapped, too, I think. I just made everyone go quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, that was that. I made everyone go quiet. Well, I was thinking about Howard just putting up a mentally handicapped person to take money. Howard didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> no, Howard has nothing to do with it. You know, he's just a, one of many characters on the show that makes money on the side making appearances, you know? He, just, he got he there. Just, That's the important thing. You takes know? pictures of people and stuff. Probably, like, or not probably, like, has nothing to do, no affiliation with the Howard Stern show other than that he's been on it a bunch. Oh, okay. It's not like they'd be like, oh, yeah, this this guy's going on our behalf or something like that, you know? I really don't know anything about this. Wow, Frederick. I know you're from the South, but, you know, come on. You're better than that. And he can make a living being a pinhead. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I mean, if it would, it would be like if the best show was a lot more mainstream, like Mike could do that stuff, or you could. Or if, like, yeah, it'd be like Larry, you could. <laughs> Larry the Perp would do a, like, show up at a swap meet, you know, and you could meet him and shake his hand and stuff. Good to be here at the swap meet there, and, you know. <laughs> all you people, you know, you could. People. But, yeah. Frederick, <laughs> what's the difference between uh, uh, Beetlejuice making an appearance and the uh, Schlitzie the Pinhead in Tom Browning's Freaks? Is that not a job, too? Oh, I see what you're saying. You're going the Joe Dorowski route. There you go. Google gobble. What a Google <laughs> gobble, one of us. One of us. Google gobble. Google, Google, one of us. Google, Google, one of us. <laughs> Cold, but I got tickets to Florida today. Hey! Hey! And so are we meeting it at, at the Emerald Lounge in St. Petersburg? Yep, we January 2nd yeah. of next year. February? That is close to when I'm going to be there. And then we're going to walk the same path I did with Mike. 
And then we're going to go, like, towards the garden, but it's closed now, so we're going to stand outside. Is that when you're going to tell me to look for the rabbits? Yeah. Shoot me in the head like George did? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. How much is too much to spend on a Fleetwood Mac ticket? It's the whole uh, lineup now, so I don't Christine know. Christine McVie's going to be there? Yeah. yeah. There. She's there, man. Uh, I mean, I think you're looking at a minimum of at least 100 just to go, right? Is that as much? And what's, I mean, what's your limit to spend? Would you spend on that? $80. I don't think I'd ever do, a, a like, a big show like that again. Like, I... You're done? You're done with the arena shows? The arena shows, yeah. I mean, I'm not done with going to shows, I, I, but I, I don't know. I don't get some... Yeah, it, it, I, I kind of only did that really once, and it was like, okay, I've done this now, but... Got it. I don't get any much of a... Even though it's like a, the biggest acts who do it, I don't get any kind of, like, great satisfaction out of it. I think the way to think of it is... Think of a percentage of your weekly or monthly income that you just want to throw away and decide on that number. And if you can get a ticket for that, go for it. But that otherwise... That's a way of thinking, and I never, ever, ever think that way. So thank you for that advice. No problem. The first time I've ever Have been you gotten to big shows like that? Like big... Uh, like the big... What was the one that you went to? I didn't hear it. Oh, actually, I went to see Paul McCartney, and it was... I don't want to say at all it was disappointing or anything, but I just thought it was gonna there was gonna be like I just couldn't escape the fact that it was in a giant baseball stadium, you know? Yeah, there's like no like just physical way a baseball stadium will ever sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and then like and it was like not you know like 8:30 <laughs> in the evening and I'm in a baseball stadium. Is it was Danny great. Kerwin gonna be part of the band? Oh. Uh, no Peter Green, no Jeremy Spencer. Hmm. It's the, uh, well, the, it's the, the 70s version, right? Is Buckingham going to allow Danny Kerwin on stage with him? Jeremy Spencer was actually supposed to do a show here like two months ago, but he canceled. Everyone was very upset. I'll bet Lindsay Buckingham had something to do with it. <laughs> 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 just do a show with Jeremy and Peter just... just one more time, you know, something, you know, but sorry. Oh, it's on. I wish the Dick Kennedys would get back together just once too, but they really hate each other. Well, yeah, Jello's uh, Jello's band is pretty damn good though. Yeah. Yeah, the Guantanamo School of Medicine. They're worth uh, going to see. I don't think you need to go see Fleetwood Mac. Okay, so zero dollars. You park at a distance and listen. I don't think you understand the the what's involved in going to see Fleetwood Mac, though, Frederick. I probably don't. You get to see um, Lindsey Buckingham play really fast guitar. You get to see the romance between Buckingham and Nick. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, the aging, decrepit romance. Yeah, got it. You get you get to see Stevie Nicks wears a hat and everybody gets really excited. <gasps> oh, you ruined it for him. Now see, you oh, don't sorry. even have to go, Corey. <laughs> sorry. Nah, unless somebody gave me a ticket 
and drove me to the show and bought me beer, I probably wouldn't go. I would do that if you were in San Francisco, Fredericks. I'd do that for you. Oh, and I would go with you too. But I'd rent a car. I'd get a, a community car. And oh, we'll... that would be fun. And we could drink La. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd have a bottle of Uzo and we'd do shots. Ooh, that would be so fun, but unfortunately it's not going to happen in time. I am coming to San Francisco. Well, if you need anything while you're here, let me know. I'll give you a call. Can we get Jello shots? With Jello Biafra. That would be all right. Yeah. Is he still okay? I see him, yeah, I see him often around here, actually. He goes on. He goes to many shows still. Even at Gilman Street? Uh, no. No, because they broke his leg. Yeah. Gilman Street. San Francisco, though, he goes to the show. In Oakland. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's all out there. I live on the west coast of Florida. That's weird. Yeah, it is. But the sun comes up in the same place. <laughs> That's weird. That's my friend from New Jersey. He's very, he has lots of New Jersey pride, so I thought he'd be good in this call. Has he ever been to Bayonne? I, like, he has opinions on everywhere in New Jersey. He, like, he never leaves New Jersey, though. Ugh. If you're really paying attention, you don't have to leave anywhere. Because there's more information at any given spot than your human mind could take in. Depending on how deeply you dig. You dig? You dig, yeah. You like Lenny Bruce over there. Dig. That's why you have a podcast. And you have a radio show. Innocuous conclusion. Yes. <laughs> Contraption. You know, a couple months ago on the on our show we had this guy. Yeah. Uh came out with this book about um the old cable channel Nickelodeon and all the ch shows that used to be on it in the 90s. And um, he, was, he was in the news today. Well, the, not the news, eh? Yeah, you saw it. He went on a racist... saw it on soccer, I think. <laughs> yeah. And really. he was a guest on your show? Yeah, a couple months ago, and now he's in the news right now for being racist. Are you pulling it down or promoting it? Promoting it. I thought so. But he doesn't get racist on our show. Like, I wish I would have asked him about Dora the Explorer now. Was he a nice guy, though? Like, like aside from that, was he all right to deal with? He was cool. He was kind of a dick, but, like, he's like, oh, you guys were the best, you know, podcast I've been on. You did your research. I'm like, I didn't do any research. I just watched TV a lot in the 90s. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a dick, I guess. I don't remember. Oh, I should listen. Was that book any good? Uh, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? An oral history of Nickelodeon? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's like the guy that did like. So freaky! Oh my god! Like, the guy that did Doug's voice says, "Oh, I remember when we were in the pitch meeting." Like, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the the one they did for MTV, but. Yeah, or S the SNL famous one. Too. Right. That's gotta be. I mean, I'm sure it's not. So writing an oral history is like that. That can't be the hardest job. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're just interviewing people and then stringing it all together. That'd be fun to do, I think. Hi. Hey. Hello. 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 Hello.
Uh, yeah, whoever was, uh, whoever burst in there got muted. Oh, and look, Corey's going away. Bye, Corey. Nice <laughs> having you. Hey, you got in trouble now. Where, where's your topics tonight, uh, Frederick? Didn't you do any show prep? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's short for no. <laughs> no, I was, I was editing with Dave from Knoxville. See, I, yeah, I was. That's what I'm asking. I don't. I had to have been here. I, was it the time it was playing Burl Ives and then yes. pirate music? It's like the wildest part this show has ever had. And I was right in the middle of it. I was in the middle of editing it, and I looked up, and I said, i got to get to work. But, yeah, that was crazy. Has he been back since? Well, I don't think so. Me neither. But we still haven't heard about Mike's massive movie yet, so... you remember Mike? Yes, I remember Mike, yeah. yeah. I remember him talking about the movie. He made a whole Skype chat after him. He stops in once in a while. Mike, we're talking about you behind your back. What's that? Hey! Yes. Oh, there he is. It's on the phone. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I With that. Tom Sharpley? No. Oh. Bummer. Worcester? No, one of my friends got into a heated Twitter debate with Andy, Andy Kindler over the latest Bill Maher episode. Oh, my God. Has well, anybody that's seen that? interrupting a Skype chat for. Yeah. Has anybody uh, seen that episode? I saw a the one with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched yeah. A, a five minutes of a ten-minute clip, and I was like, "How could anybody watch this shit?" And I turned it off. I guess Ben Affleck came to the defense of Islam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But sure to me, it's just bizarro. Yeah, the absurdity of it. I was like, life is too short for this shit, and I had to turn it off. Yeah, it was very. But, but apparently. Uh, Andy Kindler has got a, a hair trigger against uh, atheists. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah, he's anti-atheist. I feel a gun pointing at me currently. <laughs> well, any thinking person, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess he, he must have uh, been exposed to uh, strong-arm strong atheists, you know, which, you know, sure. I mean, there's obnoxious people amongst all... Uh, Faiths and non-faiths, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, I guess he's painting with a broad brush. He just does not like the atheists. Uh oh. And even, and even you know, articulate atheists like uh, Sam Harris and right, you know. who who even acknowledges there might be a spiritual dimension to life. He's not as close-minded as like the Dawkins and the Hitchens guys. Uh huh. Damn. 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 Anyways, what movie you play? Oh, I played Doctor Strangelove. How'd that go? Hey, you know what? You know what it, it comes down to with when I'm playing movies in masses. You know, nobody's. We're not sitting there listening to the dialogue. You know, conversations are going on, and you know, it's just the, 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 you, they sort of watch things that catch their eye. So, like, visual is more important than you know dialogue. So, of course, you know, the Slim Pickens riding down on the bomb, that got everybody's attention. And, uh, well, they, you know, when they when they recognized uh, an actor who they didn't expect to see, like James Earl Jones is in it, you know, so um, that, that caught their eye and, and different things like that, you know. And then, of course, you know, the, the finale with, uh, I mean, it's just hysterical. I mean, uh, 
Peter Sellers, Doctor Strange love when he's having trouble with the arm. You know, the arm is out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that that's just like one of the funniest things ever in movies. You know, so that got people laughing too. You know, and it's short, so it didn't drag on. It went over okay. They 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 weren't screaming to turn it off. So to to me, that's a success. If they they start screaming to shut it off, then yeah, obviously I failed. I like I like your Twitter quote about it. Which one? About how uh, Doctor Strange loves needed more Doctor Strange love. Yeah. <laughs> when you that's think about one. it, he, he's not in the movie very much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, he's got one scene in, the, in towards the front of the movie, and then the scene at the end, which everybody remembers. But you know, that's it. And, and the movie's called Doctor Strange Love. You know, yeah, he's the best thing in it, so I guess that's why they, they named it that. But uh, could have had a little more of him in there. You got more George C. Scott. It was great, too. And actually, I think, you know, I'm you know I'm on a George C. Scott run. Ooh. So I think I, I might bring in Patton next week. But, you know, that opening scene in Patton, I, I even remember when I saw it when I was a kid. You know, that's like a powerful thing, you know, when he walks in front of the flag, that opening. Yeah. And that's just like, yeah, that's, that'll, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy that right from the get-go, you know. I guess he's back in the news with some Bill, uh, what's the guy who wrote the book, some sort of theory that he was, uh, there was a conspiracy to kill him. Patton? Yeah. The guy who's writing all, well, Bill, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, no. O'Reilly? O'Reilly, yeah. Oh, yeah, he writes history books, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the latest in his killing series is Killing Patton. Killing Jesus, Killing Lincoln, Killing Patton. Kennedy. Killing the Pope. It's coming up. <laughs> you think he writes any of that stuff? or just? Well, you know, he can write the, the guy, the, his co-writer does the research, and then he writes the book. And then he's got, like, fact checkers. Yeah, and editors. Yeah. You gotta get in on that, Mike. I don't know how that would happen. If you make it happen, Frederick. Bill O'Reilly, he, he doesn't return my emails. Have an email? No, not really. <laughs> I know better. Was I being summoned before? Was there a question of some sort? It was about the movies. Oh, just that. Yeah. Well, and have you, you haven't heard anything from Tom? No, no. Like I said, he, he said he was going to get in touch with me to go to lunch, and it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Although, you know, he's, he's been tracking down uh, the soundtrack to Death Wish 3 for some reason. I I thought maybe that was for a, uh, mon, you know, the montage. Yeah. Were you here when I talked about that last time? I don't think you were. I wasn't here last week. I, yeah, there was a miscommunication. I, I, didn't, I, didn't get in t- I tried to get in touch with you at 8 o'clock. And you weren't around. Did you? Were you late or something? Yes, I got in at eight eighteen. Oh, okay. Was on. And then I think I just kind of didn't hear. I guess maybe you contacted me later and I didn't hear it. It was weird. But I had just landed from Chicago at seven thirty-five. I thought I did all right from Tampa to to, to the microphone, and uh, I thought I did all right, but not good enough for you, I guess. Well, I, I thought, you know, to me, like I said, you're the show. I mean, if you're not here, it's not a show. Well, that's not how it works. When you're here, it's a show. I'm barely here. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the pre-show 
discussions anymore. <laughs> like, why bother with, it, with this guy? Well, no, I did. It did seem like with the pre-show, you'd shoot your load and then the, uh, or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not put it that way, please. <laughs> okay, you'd blow your wad. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told you the Johnny Wad story, right? No. <laughs> no. I told that one. That's a classic. Well, I've never heard it. I, I, I worked at a liquor store with a guy who was studying to be a priest, mm -hmm. and his name was John. And some, somehow along his <laughs> seminary uh, education at Seton Hall, he earned the nickname Johnny Wad. And uh, he didn't quite know what to make of it because I guess he wasn't familiar with uh, the golden age of porn. Mm -hmm. And um, one day, you know, one of the priest teachers heard uh, his classmates calling him Johnny Wad, and basically the priest <laughs> had to call him aside and fill him in that that wasn't a good nickname because of his uh, connection with the pornography industry. The priest knew, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> of course he <it> did. <laughs> but he was a strange guy, and uh, years later, he ended up on the cover of a, in the Asbury Park Press a big story about him that he was molested as a kid by a priest. Ooh. Huh? Yeah. Which, when I saw that, I was like, dude. He was a weird dude. I mean, you know, there was something about him I just didn't really like. To think, and to think that he was going to become a priest, I was like, is that going to work? You know, because he, he, he wasn't really a people person. He was a little, he had this sort of uh, standoffish manner. He wasn't really the guys. I mean, that was that was one of the most fun I had at a job, working in that liquor We drink after work, and we had some good times in there. We even had a stripper party in there. I was actually just talking about this with somebody. We had a bachelor party in the warehouse of the liquor store. They had a stripper and everything. And then uh, we decided to leave that to go to a real strip club. And I had the groom-to-be in my car, and we get to the strip club, and uh, for whatever reason, it was closed. I don't know if it was because it was re that late, it was already closed. I think that may have been the reason. And um, I had Jerry Lee Lewis uh, tape of, uh, like, Jerry Lee Lewis playing in my car. And this guy got out of the car in the parking lot, and he starts dancing around. And sure enough, he, uh, he breaks his ankle. And so he, <laughs> went down, he went down the aisle of his wedding on crutches. Wow. And uh, his bride was pissed off at the owner of the liquor store. She blamed him for the whole debacle when she should have been blaming Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> the end. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Fun days. That was back in the 80s. Mike, I heard uh, you do some more great work on the best shows I'm listening to. You're, and this is a really sort of, I guess, a well-appreciated one, but you, when you're sampling the Four Loco, uh, like when you were giving it the dry run before... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was the guinea, the guinea pig. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. You were hilarious that night. That was... Uh, that was really... I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even bring myself to listen to that. <laughs> it's not embarrassing or anything, at least no, I... No, I, you know, I, I, I kept my wits. I didn't lose it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the the sudden drunkenness that came on me. Uh -huh. 
I, did, I guess I only drank two of them. That's all it took for me. Yeah, that seemed to be the even the one where like everyone was drinking them. Yeah. I don't think anybody passed like two and a two and a little bit more of one. You know. <laughs> I think Hodgman claimed to have drank more than two. It, it, yeah, I think he, but if he did, he was like, yeah, I'm on my third, but I don't know. Maybe he finished it by the end of the night. Well, I don't know. It was like, it and didn't he, seem like anybody drank more than two on air. But he may have been faking it, too, I think, because he's never owned up to being drunk on that stuff or anything. Yeah, yeah, and and he was really composed throughout, you know? Yeah, he never, and Tom apparently still has cases of that stuff. <laughs> Vintage. Yeah. Yeah. Does still that has, does that age well? Still has the uh, what's the uh, stimulant in it? Taurin. Warren. Tar yeah, this that those cases will be like turning four years old, I think. I was actually shocked when I was down in Florida and I saw that you could get them in a Seven Eleven. I was like, it just doesn't seem right. But it does. Oh, like you, okay, yeah. They they've taken that main that uh, the bad ingredient out though. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. they sell them here. I mean, they sell so much of that stuff. Like there's um. What's Red Bull? What is it? Yeah. That's, That's just, just an energy drink. Just all that yeah, all that shit. Those little five. What is it? Five hour thing or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's and what I figure it is with alcohol. Yeah, that's what, that's what Four Loco was. Yeah. I don't know that it has the. No, there's no alcohol in Red Bull. No, no, no without no. alcohol. No, that's what Four Loco is. It's like taking a strong malt liquor yeah. and pouring an energy drink in it. Yeah, I gotta try that. It was like there was. A, I remember there was like a news story about Four Loco. It was like it seemed like a bunch of kids had. Like, there was some weird goings on at, like, a frat house. But then, as it turns out, they just all got completely wasted on this stuff. Well, that's, that's the amazing thing about it. You could, you know, if that stuff was around when I was young, I mean, yeah, we would have been all over that. Because it's cheap. <laughs> it, it's like the cheapest way you could get drunk ever. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, when you're, when you're young, you don't have any money. So, yeah, that's what you're going to drink. That's why they drank uh, all the other crap that they drank in my day with Tango and Thunderbird and all that shit. Ugh. Yeah, no, horrible stuff. <laughs> it was it was cheap. Did you ever try MD twenty twenty? No, I, I oh, remember man. that. That was in the mix. Yeah. Oh, my grandma used to always keep a bottle next to her bed. MD? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. It was like her her medicine. Boone's Farm was popular. <laughs> Strawberry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a new drink the other day. I made a mistake, and I always drink my mistakes at masses. Oh, that's interesting uh, way of running a business. That's a great quote. I always drink my mistakes. I do. <laughs> oh, actually, there's a shirt, Mike. That's actually, shirt. actually, I, I invented a new game too. Oh. It's called Four Jimmies. <laughs> and, and it's you know there's a bunch of jimmies that come in on sunday morning so you know we we always count them off when they come in you know jimmy number one jimmy number two jimmy number three and so i said well you know if, if a fourth jimmy comes in here and you guys are all aligned I, I was making rules up as i'm going along if you get four jimmies in here 
and you're all online, you know, I'll give you a free drink, free drinks for the gym, you know. So, so we we had we had four Jimmies at one point, but the fourth Jimmy sat on the other side of a guy named Matt, who <laughs> was the former bartender who drank himself out of the job. So I said, Matt fucked you up, you know. If if you were on the other side of Matt, you know, I, I'd give you the drink, but uh, you know, you, you, you're not aligned. <laughs> and then, then they had another chance, right? So, you know, the, the, the Jimmys are in and out of the bar, smoking and doing different things. The bar is getting reconfigured. And this one, one of the fourth, the fourth Jimmy, actually, he's like a hit. He's like a hit or miss. He's a, a drink guy, and then he leaves. That's the way he drinks. And he'll be in multiple times during the day. But he, he's only good for like one or two at the top of drinks at a time. And then he's got to continue doing what he's doing. In this case, he does his laundry on Sunday. But uh, so there was a chance when uh, things later on, uh, there were going to be four Jimmys in a row, but one of the Jimmys was out having a smoke. And then, and then <laughs> the Jimmy that has to drink and leave was leaving. And the other two Jimmys are like, wait a second. We've got to wait until the guy who's smoking comes back. We've got the four Jimmys. <laughs> And then he just left. He left them high and dry. And then they start head mouthing him, saying, that cocksucker, he broke up the four Jimmys. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what we do to amuse ourselves. <laughs> Sunday morning in masses, the four oh, Jimmys. Oh. Oh. And then I told him, I said, you know, it, it works with any name, you know, because there's a lot of mics in there, too. I think we had three mics at one point on Sunday. And I said, well, I'm a wild card, so you only need three people to be aligned. You know, since I'm not on the other side of the bar, you know, you only need three. That's the advantage of being a Mike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like a joker. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. I'm, I'm the wild card. And I'm thinking this is going to catch on like wildfire, and, you know, all these guys with similar names are going to try and get in there. I do, I, this is my marketing strategy. It could work. I think, yeah. Says that games are something that we could do easily, but we make rules to make it more difficult. In, in this case, every time I was making up the rules, I, I think I was getting more laughs. I just kept deep going deeper and deeper into the stupid rules of this thing. <laughs> That's actually how it's becoming funny. Yeah, yeah. And there, there are other dumb rules I can't even remember now. <laughs> like, you know, say, you know, if. Uh, I gotta think this out though. Yeah, they gotta sip simultaneously yeah. while holding their drink in their left hand. I just yeah, I just, just gotta keep making it more. I pile on the rules every week. <laughs> so like that they never win. If there's a, if there's a Joe present, the, the four that that counteracts the four Jimmys. <laughs> oh, one Joe takes out one two Joe. Jimmys. <laughs> yeah, one Joe. One Joe knocks out four Jimmys. <laughs> and I got a bunch of Joes in there too. Wait, this will one Jimmy knock out four Joes. So anyway, what I was going to say was that I, I had popular drink. I guess it's vodka drink. all over. It's vodka, uh, club soda, and a little cranberry. Is that, is that sex on the beach? I don't know. That, I think that's like a sea breeze or a bay breeze or something like that. Okay, yeah. I guess it used to be called that. I never asked, People never asked for it, though, that way. It's not bad. You know, I had, I had one of those. Actually, I was getting kind of drunk on Sunday. I had to take it easy by the end of the day. I sort of got caught up in the spirit of the four Jimmys. <laughs>
felt like you were winning. Yes, but um, I just had one, but you know, it was it was kind of nice. But I'm not used to drinking vodka. I mean, if I think I had a, a few of those, it'd probably knock me for more than a loop than you know drinking Coors Light. You know. Right. And I kind of make it fairly generous. I'm not stingy with the alcohol. Right. Well, you are competing against a more popular bartender. Well, Saturday, forget it. That guy blows you out of the water. Oh yeah, I mean that's where everybody goes. What's he do? Well, no, it's 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 not what you do. It's who you know. Oh. And and that's my disadvantage in Bayonne from the start. Oh, he went to, he went to elementary school with. Them. Oh yeah, well they all grew up here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All these guys are Bayonne guys for their whole lives. They come in there, and so you know, they've got. Oh, they know everything about everything that's going on. I see. And uh, I came in late, so I don't know everybody the way these guys do. I may give up my Saturday to this guy who started doing some fill-ins. And what happened to the cellulitis guy? He's back. He's doing all right. Okay. Was it on his foot? It was. Yeah, his leg. Yeah, his legs were swelling up. Yeah. One of his legs was. A skin infection. And, well, he, this poor guy, you know, he's been having it rough. Uh, he's got psoriasis to boot. Oh. So, and he's had a bad case of it lately, and uh, he's always, like, scratching and just, he's not enjoying life, let's just put it that way, you know. He's, mm. It's not, uh, and it's, you know, I think I've talked about him. He's a good guy, but, he, you know, he's, he drinks too much, you know. He's got he's to slow down. You know, he's in his late 50s. You know, and um, for a while there, he was, well, he still does the all-nighters, you know. He'll work until 3 in the morning and then just sit there with the lights off or, you know, I mean, we've got curtains on the window, so, you know, he can sit in there watching television or whatever. But then, but generally what he's doing is, you know, he's drinking until he, he passes out. He can, he can sleep in the stools at the bar. I don't know how the hell he does that, but... Now, this is not the same guy that fell and got the gum stuck in his hair. It is the same guy, yeah. Oh, so he can't always stay in the stool. That's, yeah, that's a class. Yeah. He's the guy who fell. He fell off the stool. And he got the special haircut and he, and he, after that. And he, well, he's taken another fall, too. Like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he went upstairs, and uh, I think he, uh, he almost stepped on his cat. And to avoid stepping on his cat, he ended up falling on his head. <laughs> and he came down with like a knot on his head, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're not having a, a good run lately, are you? So he's like leaving Bayonne then, huh? Uh, yeah, I just don't know what's going on with him. He's just, you know, he's just unhappy, I guess, with his general general circumstances. But, although this guy, he's got the, like the best commute. You know, he he works he lives above the bar that he works at, and he's got a job at the the school that is across the street. That's that's. He's got two jobs within one corner, Ugh. one intersection, and he's not making any money at it. I mean, it's a part-time job at the school. It's not a full-time job, and he's been having problems there. You know, he got into a couple uh, situations. He was driving a bus, and um, I think I told you, he's got the shakes. Oh, you didn't tell us. Uh, he's got the shakes pretty bad, and uh, oh. he, uh, he's been making some – he's had a couple uh, – Poor judgments driving the bus where he ended up hitting a, hitting a fence. And I think he hit, hit a rearview mirror on a car. Mm. And then when he got when with that situation, he got out of the bus and you know he's shaking all over. 
and then that was all the the woman needed who, who the owner of the car started yelling at him you know what what are you shaking for are you drunk you know so that whole that was a mess yeah. yeah it's amazing that he didn't lose his job you know but um I think they took him off the buses. He's not. I don't think he's driving the buses anymore. Which is probably a good thing. Maybe eventually that would have been the thing that got him fired. I recently saw that scene from Barfly. Do you remember that where the guy had the shake so bad he couldn't drink the shot, so he threw his scarf around his neck and tied it to his wrist? Uh, I didn't see. I don't remember that. It's oh. been a long time. That was my favorite scene. Yeah, Tommy, when he when he pours the drinks, it, it can be awkward. Wow. So how much longer you give him? I don't know. I mean, people are concerned, you know. I mean, uh, you know, he works with these two women who were, you know, trying to, I mean, they, they called it. They knew things were getting bad for him before he went into the hospital, you know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And they were trying to, they were saying, like, he's turning colors, you know, and he didn't look good. He's just not healthy, you know, the way he lives. You know, he doesn't eat that well either, and so he's, he's not, he, basically he's just not taking care of himself, you know. But he's a Saturday bartender? He's, he's the whole weekend, Friday Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And he still manages to uh, take care of that, though? Well, yeah, he's got that. I mean, that's where he makes the money, you know. Those are, he's got the two busiest nights. Well, Saturday actually is not such a busy night. Friday yeah. night's probably the busiest night in Masses. Had to throw anybody out recently? No, I, you know, I had a good group Saturday, Sunday morning. Right, I guess, and Sunday morning's not when you throw people out. No, no, they're they're all, uh, they're it's it's a regular group. I mean, it's, I mean, you may actually there was this one British guy came in. Maybe he'll come in again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was new to the group. He seemed to be enjoying himself. So maybe he'll he'll join the group. But literally, I have about eight or nine. The same guys every Sunday, you know. When you open the door, or just yeah, pretty much. There's one guy who will buy me a bagel. You know, he he's he's bringing a bagel in for me, and uh, that's one of the Jimmys. Yeah, then you know, it's, it's you know about eight or nine guys generally show up. You know, and there may be one or two guys don't make it that week, but they'll be back next week. You know, that type of thing. Right. Right. So you got six to eight people most Sunday morning. Oh yeah, and, and sometimes even more than that by by ten o'clock. By ten o'clock, sometimes I'll have twelve and, people. And do they drink like anything special for morning? No, it's, they're all beer drinkers for the most part. And this one guy drinks that uh, vodka and club and cranberry. That's the guy who kills me on Saturday afternoons. He comes in. Yeah, and gives you a nice tip. Yeah, he's a good tipper, yeah. And this week I got like 13 bucks from him. I served wow. him two drinks, something like that. Wow. Yeah, uh, well, he knows, you know. <laughs> he knows he's killing me on Saturday. And he doesn't stay long. He doesn't get drunk or anything. He just has a couple. But that that's part of how, you know, I, I've got to do that more. I, it took me a while while I didn't have the money. You got to spend money to earn money as a bartender too in Bayonne. You got to buy people rounds and and oh. sort of ingratiate yourself that way. Just buy people drinks. And I do that when I see customers at other bars. I'll buy them a, a drink and that's. Oh, of, at the other bar. Yeah, like I mean if they're, to lure if they're them in. Yeah, if they're regular customers, you gotta oh. you gotta put some money out there just to say, hey, well, I appreciate you coming in to see me. I'm gonna get you a drink. I recognize you. Well, that's not even necessary, but. Well, <laughs> just think about it.
<laughs> creepy, Frederick. She's creepy. Okay. <laughs> Am I supposed to carry a bottle of absolute whenever I see him? I whip it out and pour it in his glass? Hey, I saw you at Masters a couple of days ago. Let me pour you a shot of absolute. Here. On the house. Hope to see you on Sunday. You know what movie we're watching? Satiricon. <laughs> <laughs> Have a shot. It's the temperature kind of, of my foot. So I might go over. I'm still only halfway through it. I haven't been showing a lot of flesh type movies. Yeah, no, it sounds like violence is what words don't like. I mean, that's been recurring. Like you said, it, it's got to be visual. I think if I get some more comedy, well, they like comedies, you know. Have you tried the Three Stooges? Yeah, I'm still putting off stuff. Somebody, I think, I think I mentioned oh, the Bowery that? Boys. Too easy? Uh, I haven't seen the Bowery Boys in a long time. No, I mean, Three Stooges is on my list. I'll get them eventually in there. I even thought of uh, just, like, television shows, you know, like Curb Your Enthusiasm. My mother's a car? No, I wouldn't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Although, with this crowd, you never know. I mean, for, for a while, there was a bit of a, a rifleman cult in there. That's right. They wanted to watch The Rifleman, and then that led to the whole conversation about whether or not Chuck Connors was gay. Mm -hmm. And that would go on for hours. Did that ever get concluded? Well, no. I mean, some guys are convinced and others are not so sure. Hmm. Just like, the, I guess there was a, a rumor about the, they kept they kept saying that uh, the last thing uh, Derek Jeter was going to do was to, uh, they were going to wheel a closet onto, uh, onto the diamond, and he was going to come out of the closet at the end. God. Yeah, this is a type of intellectual stimulus I'm exposed to on a regular basis. So you don't talk to him about, like, John Dos Passos or anything like that? No. no. Funny you mention, Alan. I, I, I try, I'm trying to read that. It's kind of, it's all right. I started, I just started reading it. USA again? What's that? USA? Yeah. yeah. Scott Barber, Aaron Reich's book, Living uh, with a Wild God. I'm like 120 pages in, and I'm still waiting for the great revelation. She keeps hinting at it. This fiction? No, supposedly not. Well, this is about her... Uh, her contact with the non-human consciousness. Oh, oh boy. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I had no idea. That's not my thing. But, yeah, she must be trying to just sell some books then. Huh. This sounds like a money grab to me. <laughs> well, so far, it has not been very revelatory as far as that goes. Although getting to hear her background as a Midwestern, you know, girl, teenager, it's it's interesting a bit. But philosophically, man, she was pretty advanced. She was reading Nietzsche and Dostoevsky when she was 17. I didn't get around to those guys when I was that age. Let's see, what's her name? That's another book out. You you never read any of her others, Marilyn Robinson? Yes, I did. Have uh, you read the other one? Uh, well, uh, Housekeeping. Well, yeah, no, that's one, one of one my favorites of all yeah. time. Well, the, the other ones are all like, well, this is the third book in a trilogy now. Like from Gilead? Yeah, Home, and the new one's called Leela, I think. Yeah, and how's that one? Well, it's, I saw some couple good reviews, you know. I don't want to mess it up because to me... And housekeeping was just like so wonderful and breathtaking to me. Yeah, that is that is a great book. 
And it seemed like every sentence had been worked over like a oh, yeah. oh, shit. It's like almost like, uh, you know, 100 Years of Solitude, just something on a different level. Yes, yes. Uh, Another one of my favorites. Yeah, where it, yeah, it's like a master at work, and it's like, Jesus, just absorb it. Yeah. I didn't want anything to mess it up after that. And then they even made a movie about it that wasn't bad, you know? Yeah. It, it was kind of interesting. And it had a train wreck in it, so I know you liked it. Well, it was, it was by, I don't even know whatever happened to this guy. Uh, that Scottish director, Bill Forsythe, I'm pretty sure he did it. And he had a good run there. He did uh, Local Hero and uh, Gregory's Girl. Um, I saw both of those. Local Hero was excellent. Yeah, this is all Hero. like this is like 30 years ago, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in the 80s. Yeah. He, he was on like a good run in the 80s there. And then I don't know what happened. He kind of, I, I got, I guess, well, I guess you should look it up on IMDb, find out what happened. Maybe he died, I don't know. But uh, I was always looking forward to movies that he was involved with because, you know, they were generally pretty good. And Local Hero, yeah, that's just like one of the great ones. Maybe the Quaaludes got him. I don't know. Scottish guy, I think. We had a few questions about uh, Beetlejuice for you but while you were gone. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, go ahead. I mean, I didn't get into a lengthy conversation with him. As I said earlier, he was uh, actually working the concession stand. They put him was, to work. That was one of the things I was wondering. I thought that he was, like, mentally handicapped and, you know, probably would have, like, trouble with numbers. And... Well, no, he, you know, the, the water was a dollar, you know, so, I mean, it wasn't that complicated. I mean, he he doesn't sound, when he talks, I mean, he's coherent, you know. It's not like, you know, he, he doesn't understand what you're saying or he can't form sentences, you know. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about his appearances on Howard Stern, how, you know, how he probes his mind and gets him to say crazy shit, but... Um, they said he just, you know. That's the guy I saw your picture with on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was put it on Twitter too. Okay. Um, I had no idea who he was. Some guy made a crack when we were when we were getting the tickets at the door. You know, uh, my cousin's wife said, "Oh, you know, uh, I wanted to see Beetlejuice." You know, and the guy made some sort of crack said, like, uh, that that novelty will wear off or something like that, you know. So they going strong for, like, 15 years, maybe. Yeah. And he used to come into masses. I, I did see him in masses one time. He came in uh, because the guy who he's friends with was part of the PAL, and uh, they'd have uh, boxing lessons there. And while that was going on, he would sneak out to masses. And um, so people knew him there and, you know. I saw him in there one time. So he's a local hero. And he would never sit on a stool. He would just always just stand at the bar, and which was weird because, like, you know, he barely, his head barely made it to the bar. You know, he was that small. And it was, uh, but sometimes they said he would get belligerent with people and, and you know, he could be cranky. Any other questions, Brian? <laughs> not for me, not for me. All right. Well, we made it till 10. I'm going to retire, guys. Yeah, me too. Unless anybody's got some point they urgently like to bring up. I like that. I want to recreate the whole Bill Maher, Ben Affleck thing, or at least talk about Go ahead. Yeah, we got time. I'm going to watch it. We'll talk about it next week. Good night, Gracie.
Good night, George. <laughs> Good night. Bye.